Welcome to the Amherst Wesleyan Church Sermon Podcast. So today we are talking about the struggles of mental health and that the struggles are real. And this is something that's very near and dear to my heart because I've had my own issues. Uh, right from really that first day of grade seven for me was when I realized uh, how important mental health was because I, I was on my way to school, I was getting ready for school and all of a sudden the anxiety took over and I was, I was literally sick before that first day of school because I was so worked up. And then I was worked up for the next two weeks. I, I worried myself literally sick. And, and from that point on, I had this unyielding, just knot in my stomach all the time yeah, for years. I, I, it was all through junior high, all through high school, all through uh, pretty much the entire time I was at Bible college. I worried about everything all the time. And it was, it was this incredible weight and this incredible burden and I found some I, I found that after Bible school things changed a little bit but then even a couple years ago I had hit me again and I started dealing with some other issues and so it, it's something that I have personally worked through and wrestled with and and had struggled with and continued to struggle with and it is it is a hard fight it is a hard fight because there are no often no physical symptoms uh, it's hard because how do you explain it I know Heidi and I have had ongoing discussions where where she really doesn't have the same struggles that I have and it and it's hard to wrap her head around it sometimes and it's hard for me to explain it and sometimes I think it's just in my own head I just need to work harder I just need to think harder I just need to do better or, I feel like I'm probably the only pastor or the only person that's ever struggled with this or the only one that's struggling this way. Or, and I, I don't want to talk about it too much because I don't know what people are going to think about me or how they're going to change me. I'm the pastor. I'm supposed to have this stuff figured out. And maybe maybe if I share that or share too much, they're going to lose their respect for me. Maybe maybe I'm, I'm not qualified for my job anymore. And maybe, maybe I just need to bury it and, and to push through it or... Maybe people are going to avoid me or think badly of me or think all those things, right? All those things have hit me, and I know that they aren't unique to me. There are many people that have struggled with anxiety and all sorts of other mental health concerns and struggles and had those questions and had those feelings. And one of the, one of the ongoing burdens that we, we have to carry in that struggle is that we don't often see it, and people don't often see the physical expressions of it. And we're left wondering, is this real? Are these struggles real? Are they just made up? And what does God say about it, and what does God expect me to do? Does he just expect me to try harder? Is this just something that's on me, and he's, he's ignoring it? What am I supposed to do and, and how, do, how does God fit into this picture? What is faith supposed to do with this? Well, I think when we dig into the Bible, we get a lot of answers to those questions. And we want to focus in on one particular story today as this conversation starts. And we're going to be talking about this all month, and this is just the start of the conversation. We're not digging into all the nitty-gritty details and all the practical solutions and everything that you need to consider with this, and mental health and, and proper mental health and the struggles. 
We're just focusing on the start of it. And so we're looking at a story in the book of 1 Kings. That's in the Old Testament uh, called 1 Kings. 1 Kings is how it shows up in your Bible. And it's about a guy named Elijah. Now, Elijah was a prophet of God. And so God would speak to Elijah, and Elijah would go to the public and share what God's word was to the people. And at this point in the story, story of the Bible and the, in the history of Israel, uh, Elijah is sent by God to the Israelites who are no longer following God. They're following uh, this false god called Baal. And he has this big showdown. And he says, all right, all you followers of Baal, you come. We'll meet on this mountain and we'll have this competition and see who's the real God. Well, long story short, God proves that he is God and Baal is not. And so Elijah just had this huge victory and the people are all kind of shaken up and the current king is really shaken up and so is his wife and this is where our story picks up this is first kings chapter 19 this is what it says starting in verse 1 now ahab who is a king told jezebel his wife everything elijah had done and how he had killed all the prophets with the sword so Jezebel sent a messenger to Elijah to say, May the gods deal with me, be it ever so severely, if by this time tomorrow I do not make your life like that of one of them. Basically, I'm going to make sure you're dead. After this huge victory, those words strike fear into Elijah. And in verse 3 it says, Elijah was afraid and ran for his life. And when he came to Beersheba in Judah, he left his servant there. And while he himself went a day's journey into the wilderness, he came to a broom bush, sat under it, and prayed that he might die. I've had enough, Lord, he said. Take my life. I'm no better than my ancestors. Then he lay down there under the bush and fell asleep. Now, this is, this is where the story gets really interesting. He's had this huge victory. His life is threatened. And he runs away to save his life. But then he ends up completely overwhelmed with anxiety and feeling depressed and even thoughts of suicide. And he's laying there calling out to God, end my life. And this is how God responds. This is in, in verse 5. All at once, an angel touched him and said, get up and eat. He looked around, and there by his head was some bread baked over hot coals and a jar of water. He ate and drank and lay down again. The angel of the Lord came back a second time and touched him and said, Get up and eat, for the journey is too much for you. So he got up and ate and drank. Strengthened by that food, he traveled forty days and forty nights until he reached Horeb, the mountain of God. And there he went into a cave and spent the night. Now, obviously, the story goes on, um, and there's a lot more that happens there. But because we're just starting the conversation, I want to focus in on this one piece. Elijah has these struggles, and God doesn't ignore it. He doesn't abandon him, and he doesn't say, just try harder. He sends an angel to him, not once, but twice, giving him very practical steps, very practical things he's supposed to do, and then puts him on his way for a journey to get him where he needs to be. This tells me that the Bible shows us and God believes that mental health struggles are real. 
and God cares about them. Mental health struggles are real, and God cares about them. Now, I don't know why we have this uh, feeling that mental health struggles aren't as real as, as physical issues, physical illnesses. Um, in this, because in this time of technology, we deal with a similar thing all the time. Um, you may be watching this on your phone, and I can guarantee there has been a time, probably in the past week, when your phone that is in perfect physical condition started doing something really stupid. Either an app started closing or it started typing on its own or it closed something or it switched things or it took a screenshot automatically or it hung up a phone call or you tried to answer a phone call and you couldn't answer the phone call. It just wouldn't read it. And the phone is in perfect physical condition. But there's something wrong with the software with the writing on the inside that makes it not work properly all the time. And there are glitches. And we see that with our computers, we see that with our tablets, we see that with our laptops, we see that with all kinds of, of this technology that we're around. And we never go, oh, well, your phone looks to be in great shape, so it's, there's nothing wrong with it. No, we all know that there are software issues with all this technology. Sometimes there are software issues with us, too. It may not be an eye hanging out or, or a broken arm or, or a high temperature. But our, there's something about our emotions and our minds and our spirits and our, and our physical well-being. And they all work together. They all mesh together to, de to deal and create mental health and mental health struggles. And there can be all sorts of different uh, sources of these struggles that we have because it's all linked but we never look at technology and say well it, 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 I don't know what's wrong because it, it's in perfect physical shape no we know there's software issues and when so we got to look at ourselves and make the same acknowledgement that the issues we face that aren't necessarily visible that are in our minds and our spirits they're real too and the Bible gives more examples than just Elijah. There's stories in Daniel about a king who struggles with it. There's a men who Jesus deal with who are in the wilderness and they're, they're wild and they can't be controlled and they're violent and they're hurting themselves. And there are, there are other stories throughout the Bible. The king Saul who struggled with his own mental health struggles. And they're all there. And they're all acknowledged. And we see that God cares about them. Cares about the issues and cares about the people. Just like we care about our devices when we don't just throw them away when, when there's some glitches. We want to get it fixed. So God looks at us and he doesn't say, well, I don't see the issue so you're abandoned. No, he looks at us and says, your struggle is real. Your struggle is real. And it may be because of physical, uh, physical illness. It could be because of um, emotional or spiritual or relational issues. It could be any of those things that work in and because they're all mixed and mingled that create our mental health and our mental condition. But he sees it and he says, your struggle's real. And I care about it and I care about 
you. Actually, this applies for any number of these struggles that you, you may be facing or those around you may be facing. It doesn't matter if, if it's struggles with depression or self-image. I've got a whole list here. Uh, PTSD, self-harm, eating disorders, delusions, psychosis, substance abuse, paranoia, OCD, anxiety, thoughts of suicide, dysphoria, codependence, on and on and on the list goes. It doesn't matter. I believe that God is saying to you today, your struggle is real. And I care about it. And I care about you. Actually, here are some, here are some passages from the New Testament um, that I believe God is giving us today. Uh, in Matthew 11, uh, 28, Jesus says, Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. And he wasn't just talking about people that had, had to carry bricks and shingles and, and loads of firewood. No, he's talking about people that are emotionally burdened, mentally burdened. He says, all you who are weary and burdened, come to me, and I will give you rest. Then there's this passage in Philippians uh, chapter 4 uh, that says this, 4, 6-7, Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. And then in Peter uh, 1 Peter 5, 7, it says this, Cast all your anxiety on Him because He cares for you. Let me read that one again. 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 7. Cast all your anxiety on Him because He cares for you. In my own struggle... There have been a number of things that I've had to work through. Uh, some of them were uh, sin issues that I had to resolve. Some of them were confession things that I had to, I had to go into my past and, and fess up to and deal with and work through conversations I needed to have to kind of lift some of that burden. Some of it was uh, I needed to really surrender my heart and my future to God. And some of it is this ongoing this ongoing struggle is remembering that God actually loves me. He actually cares about me. He cares about me so much that it's not based on whether or not I do everything right. It has never been about if I can do everything right or not. That has never been a requirement. He came and He died for me while I was still a sinner, while I am still in the midst of failing and sinning. And He loves me and He cares about me beyond my performance. Mental health struggles are real. And God cares about them. And He cares about you. This is what I think we should do with this. These are my recommendations. One, your struggle is real. Your struggle is real. And I recommend that you take it to God. You cast it on Him. 
you bring it to him. Now, what does that look like? That means pray about it. That means talk to him about it. That means look up, read the Bible, and see what God's word says about it. It means taking steps of faith when he says, okay, you bring this to me by doing this, and he tells you to do something. Then you got to take that step of faith and that which is a step of obedience and do it. So he might say, I want you to go talk to so-and-so. You got to take that step and you got to go talk to so-and-so. He might say, I want you to go and I want you to get rid of this thing in your life. Okay, then you got to go and get rid of that thing. Or he might say, I want you to start going to this. I want you to go to celebrate recovery or something. You got to take those steps. Now you, you, you got to take those things and you got to compare them to the Bible. If, if, He's tell, if you think he's telling you to do something that's contrary to the Bible, then it's not him. And that's why you got to dig into the Word. you got to bring it to the Word of God and let him speak to you. you got to go talk to other people and share these things. you got to start down this journey. Elijah started down the path of restoration because he took the steps that God put in front of him. He took those steps and he started down that journey and he let God carry the burden. That's what we got to do too. Now, if you're watching this and you're thinking, well, I'm not really in the place where I'm struggling a whole lot with mental health, I guarantee you that you know somebody that is, especially, especially in the middle of a pandemic, especially in the middle of Nova Scotia being locked down again. You know people. You know people who are struggling. I want you to know that their struggle is real. It's real. And you can do two things. One is you can bring their burden to God for them. Pray about it. Read the Bible. See what God's Word says about it. Take those steps of obedience. And two, be there for them. Be there for them. Now, you may not be able to physically be there, but you can call. You can text. You can send a message. You can do a socially, physically distanced walk, whatever is allowed, and be there for them and don't give up. Don't give up on them. Because mental health struggles are real. And God cares about them, the issues, and He cares about those who are struggling. So, bring it to God. And if you know other people who are struggling too, be there for them. Because mental health struggles are real. And God cares about you. Thanks for listening and being part of our church and joining us in this journey to become down-to-earth people following Jesus in down-to-earth ways.